Jones again. Big hole and Matt Jones trying to grab the sideline. And a foot race to the 20. And he'll carry it inside the Guardians red zone. Andrew Soro with the shove out of bounds. It's a 49-yard scamper. And they'll do it again. Straight ahead. A bruising run for a St. Louis touchdown. Christine Michael. And here goes Keith Mumford. And they're going to turn it around. With room on the near side. And for the first time, they get creative. And the battle hard tap the sideline. And a kickoff return for Joe Powell to the end zone. Blocked. Battle Hawks with another fine special teams play. It's scooped up. They're looking for another score. Shaq Jones with the return. Matt Jones in. Touchdown, St. Louis. Inbound. Pressure coming from the edge. McGloin. Intercepted. What a grab by Kenny Robinson. And the 21-year-old out of West Virginia has a takeaway. Rosalino's made from 39. Got the leg. Wow. By an eyelash from 58. Welcome to the 401, episode 16. It is Tuesday, February 25th, when we are recording this. We had a fantastic weekend again of XFL football. I was up for Mardi Gras in St. Louis and got to do the Battle Hawk game. It was a great weekend. Uh, we have some other, uh, we have the XFL recap and some other XFL um, just topics I want to hit on. Um, looks like Baker Mayfield's going to get the last laugh. Uh, with the reporter he got into earlier this year. We got some news and notes to go over, and then we'll hit some segments like Bannett, Who's Flying High, and Idiot of the Week. This is going to be a jam-packed show. Sounds like a light show. It's not. This is going to be a jam-packed show. I'm really looking forward to this discussion. I am your host, Tanner Ward, and with me as always, Nick Dushkit. What's going on, Nick? Hold the applause till later, guys. Come on. (laughs) Uh, you can uh, follow us at 401pod on Twitter. Uh, Nick, what's the word for this show? Have you looked any more up? The spreading and all that? Yeah, you're supposed to come up with a new one. Uh, I'll figure one out. We'll, we'll go to that later. All right, well, just help us spread the word of the show. Help uh, help the show continue to grow. I want to find new way to ways to say that as well. It rhymes. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like rhyming either. We're not uh, Dr. Seuss or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> hey, he's probably a good guy. I am surprised that my voice sounds as well as it does after this weekend. Like I said, a full day of Mardi Gras into a full day of tailgating for the Battle Hawks and attending the game. I had no voice Sunday night. I'm surprised it is where it is today. Would you even? Where'd you even go for Mardi Gras? Um, you didn't even text me at all. I didn't. You went to Urban Chestnut. Is that it? Yeah, that was that was later. We we went to the parade, like the very start of the parade, close to Bush. And yeah. then we just kind of hung around there for a while. And then I think we walked we walked around Sular for a hot minute. And then we decided we were hungry and went and got some food. Went and uh, drank a couple brewskis at Urban Chestnut and that was kind of it. <laughs> it was a good it was a good day cuz it wasn't like I don't know. The weather was beautiful. That was a big reason. Yeah. This but, this was by far the warmest Mardi Gras I've ever attended. 
I had one, I think, early on, and it was, like, perfect. It was, like, 70-something degrees and sunny. and But, I, yeah, since then, it's been, like, triple layers, double socks. Oh, man. You can't stuff. wear enough layers down there. I know. Uh, yeah, then it was perfect uh, weather again for the Battlehawk tailgate. That was just – that whole experience was so neat. Uh, we had the players – Walking, you know, through the crowd to get to the stadium. I got to high five Jordan Tamu. That was pretty cool. No big deal. Uh, the support that just the whole community showed. I mean, it looked like the entire city was out for that game. People, it was neat seeing everyone in their battle hawk gear. You had all these people dressed up as hawks. That was probably my favorite part. I took a uh-huh. picture with a dude, put it on Twitter, and it got I don't know, like ninety something likes just for a picture of me and some random dude dressed up as a hawk. Yeah. Um, did you any buy any gear? I hadn't yet. I was supposed to order some early in the week. Come on, man. I didn't do it as I was lazy. And then I didn't want to like pay like overpay for it there. I didn't look how much the gear was at the stadium. I didn't want to tempt myself with it. Like after after a couple Bud Lights, I was like, I probably would have paid up for just about anything. So I just tried to stay away from those. I'll order something online. Yeah, but you're a rookie. You can't just show up to the first ever Battlehawks game without any Battlehawk gear. I almost wore my Blues jersey because I feel like that's just about as supportive at this point. Did you see any Blues jerseys? I saw a couple. Actually, a lot. Of, there was like six or seven players that walked in the stadium in a Blues jersey. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm. I met Oliver Luck. Yeah, I saw that. That uh, was pretty I cool. I had no idea who that was for like the first five days. I saw that post, but so well, it was just two days ago. But Oliver Luck is the commissioner of the XFL. He is also the father of one Andrew Luck. Super nice guy. Uh, he was just walking around the tailgate, just taking it all in, and uh, he would, you know, he's shaking all our hands. Talking to us, took a picture with everyone that asked. Uh, a guy offered him a brat, and he took it. Well, <laughs> and he was cool. just taking, yeah, he was just taking the whole thing in. It, he was a super nice guy, and that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. My my picture with uh, with Oliver Luck only got like fifteen likes versus some random dude in a hawk uniform. <laughs> when is uh, Andrew Luck going to take over for the old bull? Andrew Luck's not going to have anything to do with the XFL. He's going to have everything to do with the XFL. He's going to be back in the NFL in two years, or he's not going to be involved anymore, and he's just going to be a father. That's kind of my prediction with Andrew Luck. No, he's too smart just to do nothing. Well, he might build a freaking rocket, man. Well, yeah, you didn't say that. You just said become a father. Unless he's going to – I was de- I was talking football. his life to, like – penis angles and vaginas and mathematically how to get a girl pregnant immediately or something and i feel like the math adds up on that pretty quickly he's a smart guy though he can do it (laughs) he's gonna figure out a more efficient way yeah hell Uh, he might freaking uh have a cure for the coronavirus in a couple days who knows that's true maybe we we have yet to put our best minds on that i feel like and we should uh we should start with andrew luck Andrew Luck, the, Vince Vaughn, and give me another why Vince one. Vaughn? Cause he, why uh, Vince Vaughn? Because he invented a, a string, uh, exchangergram. 
well, why don't we put Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson back together? Because that's an unstoppable duo. Okay, we all right, but then we need one more person after that. Ooh, yes, new buddy comedy will relaunch a new one with Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, and Andrew Luck. But I just told you to be, get another one because they're all those are all my ideas, except for the Owen Wilson. I don't, but I I got it though. I I combined your idea though. I made it better. We need a girl in there. Who's a funny girl? Uh, I mean, there's a ton of them. See, Tina Fey no, was just on. She's not funny. Well, what? I don't think. Thirty. Tina, I don't think Tina Fey is funny at all. Actually, you can uh, see yourself out the door. So um, I like the other one, the blonde with uh, from Bridesmaid. What's I haven't name? seen Bridesmaids. Um, well, usually in stuff with is Amy Poehler. No, she's like super skinny. She she's also in Secret Life of Walter Mitty, but I'll look it up. It's Kristen Wig. Yeah, it was. Is it Kirsten or Kirsten? I have no idea. <laughs> That's who I was trying to look it up, and I realized I didn't know how to spell her name. Yep. All right, so Battlehawks game electric. Mardi Gras mm-hmm. pretty fun. It seems like. Yeah, I had a great weekend. Blues were you... buzzing. Yeah. Uh. I think we got two wins over the weekend. Yeah. Aren't we on a bit of a win streak right now? We won one game. If we win today, that is a win streak, <laughs> and it has happened before. It has happened before. <laughs> yeah, we're on a four-game win streak. Is that two weeks ago I started watching Major League Two? It was on Netflix. I don't or know. It's, it's back on Netflix. Creighton's also hot. They beat another Got top 20 team. I'm I'm gonna hang up now. Sports are no good. No one's asking about Creighton. Dude, they're ranked tenth now. They're gonna win it all. Eh, I I'm might. That, that's the worst part about my bracket. Every single year is how far I put Creighton, or yeah, how, how too far I put Creighton to win. <laughs> you can't you can't be a fan of a team when you're filling out your brackets. I I always struggle with UNC. I never know where to put them. It's like yeah. I never I always feel like if I send them deep in the in the bracket, I'm cursing them. You could be. You're right. So I, never, I just I never know. Man. I mean, I had the first year Villanova UNC finals, correct? Did you have that one? I don't know. I don't remember my brackets. They Dude, get I, so I bad. They get so bad after two rounds, I just try and block them out of my mind. Um. Yeah, I save them all. It's in a binder. I look at them every once in a while, and then I look like what team really upset me last year, and then I won't pick them in that that year. Dude, because they upset the, me last year. Close the yearbook, and it's not upsetted. It's they just upset. made me upset. It's just upset. They well, upset they got upset too. Maybe they got up. No, it's just they got upset, and you. Got <laughs> <laughs> it's not upsetted. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Let's go to the our XFL Week Three recap. Uh, don't have a ton of notes here because I didn't get to watch any game Saturday again because Mardi Gras, and I didn't get to watch any of the afternoon games Sunday. So really, just got to watch Battle Hall game. But uh, I have some stats and stuff to look at. Uh, I wrote this down. I'm just going to read this verbatim. This is my post game. This is after a full day of tailgating, and you know, having some beverages at the game, I just started typing away. 
And this is what I got. Here hey, we go. before you do that, mm-hmm. did you have it? You got to write it down, right? Written down, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you won't forget. How much was beer there? Nine bucks, I believe. All right. Is I that did for the I, can or is that draft? That was for the bottle, the aluminum bottle. Okay, so sixteen ounce aluminum bottle. Mm-hmm. All right, go yeah, on. It was, dude, it was uh. It was nuts there. So, like, I would go to the bathroom for the first time, like, in the stadium, and the line was insane. Apparently, the neighboring bathroom wasn't working. So, this line was extra long. Um, I actually was in that line when they had the kickoff return for a touchdown, which pissed me off. Tanner, that was legit the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I was in the bathroom line for that. And then um, there was a beer vendor. They were smart. They were just hanging out by the bathrooms because the lines were constantly so long. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go pee. And when I come back out, I'm going to grab a beer. I finally get out of that freaking madhouse of a restroom. And that dude has nothing but lids, nothing but caps in his, uh, in his thing. And he starts walking away. It's like, God dang it. So I had to go stand in a beer line. And then the second time I went, I guess they fixed that restroom. So, but no one knew it. So that line was the way to go. But the restroom situation was insane there just because so many people were going. And the beer line's also insane. And I think um, last call was at halftime. I mean, yeah, maybe just because it was Mardi Gras and all that stuff going on last week. That's true. I don't know. I was was heading back to my seat at the end of halftime. And I grabbed one. The guy was yelling out last call at halftime. Well, honestly, it's probably because they were just running out of beer. That also could have been true. Yeah. Yeah. They packed the house 29,000 and something. It was max capacity for the seats they had. I open. mean, I think that no Bush Stadium fits like 50, doesn't it? Just either Side just it. it kind of depends on standing room only doesn't it yeah it'll always be like oh sold out but it's always a different number so yeah i assume it goes by standing room only i think it seats like 48 or 49 right that sounds about right yeah okay and then they yeah they just pack them in like sardines in the standing room only yeah. all right you ready for this no all right i'm gonna read it the battle hawks are the greatest team to ever walk the earth is it too early to talk dynasty? <laughs> I love Jordan Tayamu. We high five. No big deal. This is the first game. I know it's only out of three, but still the first game where we've won the special teams battle. We returned the kickoff. We blocked the punt. My season ticket neighbor was nice. I think his name was Jack. He's a lot younger than me. I felt very old sitting next to him, but he was nice and he listened to everything I had to say. Oh, God. What was Jen doing the whole time? <laughs> Jen was having a blast. Well, that's good. But were you talking to her at all? Yeah. I was equally talking to her and did, Jack. Did I she think, understand your lingo when you were talking to her? My lingo? Yeah. My football lingo? Yeah. She's football savvy. Oh. She's a She's a Wisconsin Badger fan. She knows some football terms. Yeah, uh, with chokes on a you know what every year though, so yeah, I, wouldn't, she, I wouldn't say she's a fan of them because yeah, they're... look, she knows about dis- <laughs> she knows about disappointment. Why do you think she's dating me? Yeah, yeah. All <laughs> right, I have 
I have a couple of notes. Let, let's just honestly just become a Battlehawks podcast. I think I'm all about way it. better. Honestly, let's change change the name of it. Uh, I don't know what you, what do you want to call it? Let them fly. Let it fly. It's terrible. Let them fly. Yeah. You want to you want to start doing a caca segment? Caca. <laughs> that was a terrible one. I can't do uh, it right well, now. I have a lot more notes. I wasn't the fully well. into it. It's my fault, guys. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. I've been, I've been <laughs> sick for a week. The room is not meant for these acoustics. <laughs> um, Jordan Tayamu, though, terrible Baller. pocket scrambler. <laughs> he can keep, like, all right. Yes, there is a difference between athletic and fast. Tayamu is really not fast, but he's athletic. He's a good runner. I don't know. I don't I agree, agree with, with you. Hundred percent. He he got sacked like four times. So what? What do you mean? Like, yeah, getting out of the pocket. He's not good get at past that one guy. He needs to ever and like slip a tackle and then continue to I've, play. I felt like I felt like the last two weeks he was good at it. Now this week, this week's a little tough for me. So I'm sitting uh, behind the end zone. I kind of have a lower all twenty two view, but it kind of makes it tougher to see some things that you can see on the you know, the, mm-hmm. the TV angle. So I I can't fully uh, attest for this week as far as his, uh, his presence in the pocket. Like, I'm not dogging him whatsoever. He just doesn't have that, that, that burst. It sounds like at the last second to get out of the way. Like, you know, like a Patrick Mahomes, like maybe he just needs to like a head oh, fake. So we're saying, we're saying Jordan Tamu is not Patrick Mahomes. All right. Okay. We got that he just clear. Needs more head fakes. And a little bit more stutter steps, and then he'll be perfect. Just a little more yep, skeet. Kind of like TJ Oshi back in the day. I I think I think he's already pretty darn good at getting out of the pocket. The thing to remember about Tiamu is he is still closer to being a raw prospect than he is to being a polished quarterback. He has a lot of growing left to do. And so I think just the fact that he's already playing as well as he is now. Like the ceiling, the ceiling's very high for this kid. Uh, just as high as the dome, really. Uh, Higher not than yet. the dome. It's the dome right now, but he could go up more. Um, great run game. So they still, yeah, we've had the best run yeah. game in the NFL. Or damn, it. I googled NFL Week Three stats today. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you want to hear something yeah, crazy? Yeah. I don't know. It's super yes, random, always. and you're probably not going to like it. That's Christian fine. Hit me McCaffrey's with it. Hit me with your um, combine year, he only did 10 reps mm-hmm. on the bench, and it was the second lowest for any running back. <laughs> Dude, Christian McCaffrey's I put know. like 30, 40 pounds on since do that thing 40, 50 times now. I was looking up some combine stuff today, so – they're like day one combine things, oh. blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh, I'll look at that. Joe Burrow's not throwing like an asshole. Kind of... He is. Why, Why would he? he? <laughs> Why would he? He just put on the greatest display in the college football playoffs ever. He's going to go number one. Why would he need to throw? Well, so this actually then tells you that he's all right with going to the Cincinnati Bengals, right? If he's not throwing. 
I think he is. Well, he already okay. retracted what he said. He was like trying to clear up what he was saying. Yeah, I think he's fine going to. Uh, God damn, it. I'm all over the place. Not Cleveland. I think he's fine going yeah. to Cincy. Yeah. Uh, I do want to talk a little combine later. As far as I think, there's just some funny stuff going okay. on. I'm gonna add that. So to now that back. we are a strictly XFL podcast, we can just say well, what happened. In yes, the other XFL. Well, we are we are a Battle Hawk podcast that will talk about the XFL. All right, as well. but I didn't watch any of the games, so I can't tell you what happened. I just told you <laughs> I didn't either, but I have I have a lot more with the oh, Battle on, Hawks. Yeah, let's go. We're a Battle Hawks podcast. Let's yeah. go. I actually, I actually got a bone to pick with Coach Hayes. Is he the head coach? All right. Okay. Yes. Joel Jonathan. Uh, first thing I want to say, though, is that, again, we won the special teams battle. First game, we've looked good on special teams. We weren't committing penalties. And, again, we had the kickoff return for a touchdown, the first ever in XFL history on a little trick play. We had the little trick play on the uh, extra point conversion. Yeah. Was that the f- was that Can the I first one we've converted? Quick? Why? Absolutely. And this is probably one of your points, too. That would have been good from 20 yards out. I don't know why he went for two when he could have just gone <laughs> two yards back and got same thing and got three points. No, you got to go five okay. yards back. Same thing. That would have worked from, from half field. No. Uh, but see, again, if you are if you back up to the 10, is the pitch play – was it a reverse or – it was a reverse, no. right? Because it was Pierce and L threw it. It was a screen. Was it, was it a screen? I don't know. I was drinking too. I was having a good old time. <laughs> the the trick play right, for the conversion. Talking, I'll look it up. It was Pearson L made the throw. I'm was it a pretty darn was it sure. So I thought it was like an end around. Reverse. Yeah, they do do that good. Maybe okay. a jet sweep. What's the bone jet you sweep to pick with Hayes? Oh well, hold on. My I want to finish this point where it is. That probably – I don't know if they bite as much on a run from the 10 as they would from the 5. Plus, again, statistics show you have a better chance of getting it from the 2 – go or getting it for the 2-pointer from the 5-yard line. So that's probably another reason why you go for 2 all, instead of the 3 there, even if that play is much. window when that's our first converted extra point. Yeah, you got to get one on the board. They got it, so – I don't care if they would have ran that for a one-pointer. Actually, I would have. That would have been bad. Um, okay, here's my bone to pick. The, the coachings, the, the decisions of the coaching staff, and I'm, this may be unfair to throw at Hayes, but I'm throwing it at him because he is the head coach. But they are still being so conservative. Now, I will say that they looked extremely confident this entire game. There was almost no doubt that they were going to win this game. And But I believe it was Marquette, Marquette King's first punt of the game. Uh, Hayes decided to punt from I think it was his uh, the opponent forty. Yeah. I I know they were across the fifty. I'm pretty sure it was at the forty. He decides to punt. It goes for a touchback, so it comes out to the thirty five. That's a five yard punt. Yeah, I know. Uh, and then after one of the touchdowns, he we got a touchback too, which is the worst thing you can do right now. Yeah. Or that's so, the field goal uh, he made. The kicker just made it like a pretty long one. Their yeah. kicker hit a bombing field goal. It was like a fifty or sixty yarder, wasn't it? No, well, it and was their kicker, kicker hit one too. 
Oh, I missed okay. their field goal as well. So yeah, his was longer than ours. Yeah, Russelino hit from fifty-eight. I bet that guy hit from sixty. Then I wish they would show me stuff on ESPN so I can look I it know. up. So the last two weeks, I have been able to find the ESPN stats on their website. Just not the app. Yeah, but this week, it's not showing on the website either. So now they're getting lazy. I know. Screw you, ESPN. Talk about LeBron and right, Kobe's I mean death if you guys... for the third week in a row. <laughs> Dude, you didn't have to bring that up. That was still right, sad. But it's over with. I'm done looking at a death. You know what? Also, yeah, but can we? Can no, we I got on one point? more, and then that's not on point, and then we'll get back on point. Miracle on Ice 40th anniversary. All right, let's go, Tanner. Okay, so Marquette King has not hit his first punt of the game very well this year, and we were across the 50 yard line. So, again, the fact that they didn't go for that, and obviously it didn't matter at the end, we dominated, won it by 20. But you have to be more aggressive there because, again, the chances of you pinning them inside the 10 are slim. On top of that, the closer you get it to the goal line, the higher chance you have of the touchback, which is the higher chance of the ball coming right back out to where you already are. So, And their offense had been rolling. So, again, I, I think they need to get a little bit more aggressive because I know that they have a young quarterback and they want to kind of keep him, keep him reined in. But you have an extremely talented offense for this league. Unleash a little bit. God damn, unleash a little bit. Yeah. We had the blocked punt. The blocked punt was awesome. The kickoff was awesome. The 58 yard uh, field goal was awesome. The crowd went crazy, obviously, for all that. That uh, was, go ahead. I don't know. I mean, other than hitting the, uh, uh, what is it called? The field goal post. What's the bottom bar called? Okay, Crossbar. so it's the same with soccer. Anyway, I was so scared. <laughs> I was like, what is that? So, soccer soccer probably took it from football. Uh, soccer's <laughs> been long, <laughs> way longer than football. <laughs> um, I think that soccer that's been around for way longer has stole right, it from American right. football. Just like but, uh, So that too. was as close as a field goal from not making it to making it, if you know what I mean, other than – a field goal that hit the crossbar and went over that thing. I don't know how that thing just didn't skim the crossbar. It barely went over. He got it. Good for him. I'm not dogging him. Good job. Honestly. Yeah. So he was kicking that at us. So like the whole way, I'm just like, it's, it's, it's lined up. I, I, yeah. I don't know if he has enough. I can't tell if he has enough. So that was a very suspenseful kick from my angle. Um, I think one of my favorite parts of this is the Kroenke suck chance were all day long. I bet, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. We we're like trying to get in the stadium, and it is insane. It's going on every like 10 seconds, someone's starting a new one. And then we got to our seats, and the whole stadium started doing it. I saw it. a couple of uh, Kroenke pinatas on Snapchat. Ooh, so. nice. We had, we found a pretty baller spot it was uh what's the word i like it was lit it was pretty lit yeah. spot and it doesn't work in this scenario but so we walked down from where we were tailgating to the end of that parking lot and someone had a private porta potty 
and we just had to pay five bucks and we got to use it all. Yeah, day. those things, I mean, that's not a bad investment if you got a tailgate nice. or party or something going on, like uh, homecoming and all that. I looked it up one time. I think mm-hmm. it's like maybe 120 bucks to rent one. Oh, this you make you that make back in that your first hour right away. So, yeah, and then I I could see the other uh, the other parking lot. There was like three public porta potties, and that line was all the way down the parking lot all day. Like you have a, you got a game plan for that trip. Like it's like all right, I'm starting to feel it. I'm gonna go get in line, and then honestly, as soon as you get out, you might as well go back to the end of the line and just do that cycle. Yeah, walking never helped the bladder either. So. I'm going to pitch you something. Possible business partner here. All right. You're going to pitch it. I'm going to hit it. Uh, What's the. Uh, you know, you want to go in on a porta potty business with me? Yeah. Porta potty business. You want to rent one or buy? Uh, well, one? I'll, we should probably buy it that way in the end. Then do we have to clean it? I mean, I'm sure we have a machine because I don't need to clean it. So I'm not cleaning. Investors, and then possibly you. you say shitter's full and still laugh at it. Oh, <laughs> every time. I'm just going to wear a bathrobe to yeah. the poor body. <laughs> you know what? You make a compelling argument. I'm going to look into these. Yeah. All right. Um. So, yeah. Battlehawks victorious. Great week three in the books. Week four. Um, yeah. Saturday, first Saturday game. Um, yeah, I'll be honest, me and my father are going to this one. We host Seattle, so we should win that one. We have jumped to number one in the East uh, because DC got blown out. So Sunday was not a great game for close games because the Battlehawks won 29 to 9 over New York. Los Angeles Wildcats kicked the crap out of the DC Defenders 39 to 9. It's the defenders' first loss. They were looking like the best team of the East. Now them and St. Louis are both two and one, and so tied by record at the top. But the standing thing I saw today had St. Louis above them. I don't know how that tiebreaker goes. They haven't played each other, so that'll be interesting. Do it. I believe they play week seven and nine or seven and ten, or no, 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 five and ten. When do we play the Roughnecks? When yeah. do we play them again? I'll find another schedule. It's going to be – well, I don't know if we'll play Houston again. We shouldn't because you play your division twice. Yeah. You play the other division one. Yeah. All right. What's the, what's the Super Bowl called for the XFL? Okay. We'll uh, look that sure. one up. We'll, we'll talk about it on next Monday, right? Did I tell you about the rumor with the Urban Chestnut vendors? The rumor? Rumor has it? Yeah. Rumor about has what? it. That um, apparently the urban chestnut vendors at the dome are not able to like they're all every one of them scheduled to work after the season. But I haven't heard what dates it is. So there was a theory that they're all scheduled to work after the season because possibly St. Louis be hosting the XFL Mm. Super Bowl. I think more realistically what it is is that um, they will be required to work week 11 should they host the first-round playoff game. 
I think that's what more it is. Uh, what what it is more likely than the Super Bowl thing? Yeah, I don't like calling it a Super Bowl for them. Yeah, um, I'm looking it up now to see if they have. Br- they have to have a branded a name. A name, don't they? Like, I think it's just called the XFL Championship. The ship. Game. All right, we'll call the it ship. the XFL Ship. Oh, it doesn't matter. The The game will be at Houston. That sucks. That does suck. So the XFL the XFL championship is going to be at the only remaining I'm undefeated Jerry's team. Jerry's not hosting it. Yeah, that would be <laughs> nuts. But you know how bad that look on national television if you can't fill a stadium? Which they would fill it if one of their teams, if one of the Texas teams would make it, they would yeah. fill that stadium. All right. Anything else for the XFL this week? I actually want to uh, do a short discussion here. Um, I heard this on maybe Pro Football Talk. They were br- mentioning this. I want to know what your thoughts were. So as we get past year one of the XFL, get past maybe year two, you're going to see some stars emerging. You already are. Cardell Jones mainly P.J. Walker, the uh, Houston Roughnecks quarterback, and uh, Cam Phillips, who is – was he Houston – see Houston or L.A.? I don't remember. Uh, receiver. Anyways, as these guys emerge in the league, does the XFL just accept that they are going to get promoted to the NFL before, like, they sign a big contract with the XFL? Like, once they get become a star in your league – Will they be able to accept the fact that the reward for that is to leave and go to the NFL? Look, the biggest thing here, the biggest take that you should be thinking about is that 90% of the XFL is probably not going to be sniffed by the NFL. No, yeah. but they're superstars. The one you build so a brand player, on, those are the team. guys that will be leaving. Okay, let's say one person per team goes to the NFL next year. Now, granted, that might be the Seattle's left tackle or something, you know, so they may not lose guy. But let's say we lose Matt Jones. Let's say Houston loses PJ Walker, who's been one of the most electric guys. So let's say after year two, Tayamu gets a shot at the NFL. You know, you're gonna start losing some big name players, your most explosive and exciting players, obviously your quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight ends. Those guys have a good season or two. They might get promoted up the NFL. And, you know, frankly, the XFL is not going to be able to do anything about it. It could almost become like a minor league system, which is not what they're wanting. They're not, you know, the AAF was supposed to be a minor league system. The XFL is, it's, it's its own brand. Yeah, dude, I think that just, I mean, there's enough players in this universe. I, it's going to be next person up. There's going to be, you know, younger superstars that it's kind of mm-hmm. like a, almost like a last chance you too, if you think about it. Um, so there's always people that screwing up domestic violence, all these stupid athletes out here. I'm joking, but <laughs> um, no, I think there, yes, the turnover is going to be interesting and in what actually happens with players getting signed over to the mm-hmm. NFL. Um, but I think there's just so yeah. many players that play football and that are good enough. Um, and yeah, I think there's just, yeah, just too many players that can do it. Um, I, so I would not be worried at all now from a branding perspective with these XFL teams, 
are they going to have multi-year deals where they want to sign these superstars right away um, just so they don't leave for the NFL? But then why would they want to sign a big-year deal if they yeah, could go to the NFL? Exactly. So why maybe would they sign it? like a yeah. two-, three-year deal so you at least know that you'll have them for two or three years. Um, and then maybe – because, I mean, they're not really in season, like, with each other. Maybe a little bit of the preseason for the XFL will overlap the playoffs. Um, kind of like a soccer thing where they can put them on loan. Um, and that's just, you know, giving – the NFL will give money to the XFL team to um, have him play. Well, we've already seen an XFL team block an NFL team from trying to grab a guy off a roster. That happened last season. Now that might change as the years progress. They maybe they just didn't want someone picked off a roster before their first year started. But we have seen them already block. I believe it was Josh Johnson from LA, the quarterback. Um, I did talk about it on I be last show or the show before that of how I think that you know just to kind of compliment your point. We will see a lot more talent emerge in the XFL as more players come out of college and decide just to go right to the XFL just to play right away if they're kind of the borderline guy you know they might just take the money and play or they might leave college early and go play xfl instead of having to play one more year at school and then try and go in the draft so i do think yeah it might have a higher turnover rate but at the same time i think you do see a lot more younger talent emerging in the xfl so it's going to be exciting this was my comparison. I think you have to view it as a. Uh, as the, I think you have to view the situation as like you're rooting for a small market team. You know, your players going to kill it during their arbitration years, but once they actually hit the open market of free agency, the Yankees or Dodgers are going to sign them. So you kind of got to view this as like you're the Athletics or the Twins. You know, enjoy the product you have now, but just know, look. Like, that guy's not going to be around forever because we can't afford him. Yeah, and I, I don't think people are going to be as much of a like a sellout with going to L.A. or New York, especially because those aren't yeah. nowhere near, actually. Well, the the, uh, the markets that St. Louis and Dallas have right now with their actual fan bases, mm-hmm. L.A. doesn't have a single fan, really, Wildcats. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to go to the XFL, it's not based on market – so much as, or like the city of the markets, more based on your fan base. And right now, yeah, Houston and St. Louis have showed out the most. St. Louis showed out the the actual most because they they have the most the biggest crowd for a game so far in the XFL. I think Seattle is the only other team that's sold out, and that was their opening game. They, they probably won't sell another one out mm-hmm. because they're trash. Well, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna attract more people. Like it's like, hey, man, I can get paid and play in front of this kind of atmosphere, and then I can go to the X. I mean, yeah, that's their thought. It's not reality, but it's their thought process. So, mm-hmm. I it, I think it's a very real possibility. And like I said, yeah, year two, year three, and year four, I think we're gonna see a lot more talent. And the on field product's gonna continue to get better. Meanwhile, I think the off field product is working really well right now. I agree, Tanner. I actually agree with you. All right, so we had the combine start this week. <laughs> Apparently, it officially started uh, the twenty third. Uh, but yeah, none of the on field stuff starts until tomorrow, which is Wednesday, right? Yeah, we got the bench press tomorrow. Nice. Yes, my favorite one. We had, um, yeah, the weigh ins and the measurements. All that's been happening. Uh, but we got the quarterback hand size. That's always the big one. 
that one gets talked about a lot. Uh, we had a little bit change of tone in the media that I was happy to see. Uh, I feel like, you know, the week of the combines always over speculating on all the drills and timing and all that. And of course the measurements, you know, last year, the big thing was this Kyler Murray set six feet tall. <laughs> like that was national news. And so now we're seeing everyone kind of say, all right, yeah, we're going to talk about this a lot this week, but we're over like they're admitting that they're going to overanalyze this week. And so I kind of like that they admitted to it. With that being said, I still love seeing the hand sizes of the quarterbacks. Dude, I could give two fly-ins. You know what? Dude, I don't even think my hand is seven inches. (laughs) I need to measure mine. Yeah, I can't grip a, a big football. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna measure mine and see where I stand as a quarterback. You know, I already got the I already got the cabbage wheel. I already got the cannon. All right. If so, if Smothers throw. can guess exactly how big your hands are, <laughs> I will give him twenty bucks. <laughs> What's his uh, first name? I don't even think I know his first name. Cody. Cody Smothers. Yes, shout out. Smother you in gravy, big fella. Shout out Smothers, 99 Red Balloons. Getting a t-shirt sometime, man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so apparently Joe Burrow had small hands. So he announced on Twitter that uh, he's considering retirement now after that. Nice. Yeah, after learning that he will no longer be able to hold a football. So, God, could Joe Burrow get any better? Well, all you need is long fingers so you can wrap that thing around a big stogie. All you need. Like a girl. All you, all you need is to believe. That is true, too. That's good. Drew Brees aren't big hands at all, right? Yeah. Like I said, it, it all gets overanalyzed. Yeah. All right. It, it, it doesn't matter. Who do, do you, you have anything else? Oh, on the On the combine. Yeah, let me look. You can go into a little bit next. I'll, I'll do some random factoronies. Uh, my next thing is um, ESPN Cleveland reporter Tony Grossi has been suspended indefinitely uh, for calling Baker Mayfield an effing midget. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, like an Ari Gold moment right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. So uh, background in this. Baker Mayfield caught a lot of crap this year because he stormed out of an interview where he plays for the Browns. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like basically Baker Mayfield was trying to explain what went wrong, obviously at the end of a half against the Patriots, man. Uh, Grossi asked if the Browns were lacking urgency on a possession at the end of the first half after they lost the Patriots. Mayfield said they had a penalty while the clock was running, that kind of ended the drive. Grossi tried to interject. Baker Mayfield just said, stop saying, but I told you the clock was running. We had a penalty. Uh, he says, you want me to give them the ball back? No, you don't play. You don't know it. It's just that plain and simple. He then uh, answered with, was I happy with the drive? No, we didn't score points. That's the dumbest question you could ask. What? Jesus, Tony. <laughs> it was hilarious. Baker even went back to Twitter later and just like, you know, calling people out for what it was. It's like, uh, you know, like he's just getting a bad rap for all this. Well, anyways, what was what was the thing even going on with this? 
Like they were just on air, right? Um, yeah, I mean, there's all I feel like Baker's in a press conference like every other day, well, honestly. They weren't he wasn't on a press conference with Baker. It was this was a separate thing. And anyways, Tony Grassi was on air, thought they they went to commercial or something. Mics were still hot, and he was heard saying, We missed out on Wentz, Watson, Mahomes, and now Burrow. And who do we got? An effing midget. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, Grassi might be my idiot of the week, but he, like, you know, let's start a whole call to action of like be respectful to reporters. And it's like, look, reporters cross the line all the time. They're they don't understand the they don't even try to understand the athlete side of things sometimes. And you know, I went from being an athlete to a journalism major, and so you know, I I kind of see it on both sides. Now, granted, I didn't play at a very high level. You know, I went played JUCO baseball. So I'm not – I'm probably not in that great of a position to talk. But at the same time, like you got to understand it from the athletic side. When things aren't going well, we don't want to answer questions. Like I didn't want to talk to anyone after a bad game. And so – but they will still talk to you. Don't try and push their buttons. I kind of think this Tony Grassi guy is an ass. Tony, you don't want to talk to people after a bad MLB the show game. <laughs> I'm just very competitive, man. No, I think the worst thing actually is when journalism's journalists are fans of what they're writing about, like the team that they're writing about, because they think they know everything. Oh, they hold are on. probably Wait. Like 50 years old. Wait, didn't we just announce we're a Battle Hawk podcast where we're going to become a media source for something we're a fan of? <laughs> and then yeah, you but just we're said, not like blogging and like putting a mic in front of their face and saying like you suck oh i would never I might. About Hawks. I might. well I, I did have a call to action to to jonathan hayes but i'll be like why the hell are we punting across the 50 yard line with this offense and then he'll probably you know storm out of the press conference he's probably just tired of calling plays is he an offensive guy he doesn't know? no he doesn't even <laughs> call the plays it's like, dude, I'm looking. I'm tired of looking at this dang sheet. I don't want to call plays. Just punch it. <laughs> no, we have an OC for that. I believe it's is it Chuck Long? Yeah, that sounds about right. He's a, they always show him in the booth. Yeah, I like listening to him, even though it's a very simple offense. I do like listening to him. Yeah. Uh, no. yeah, he was he was with uh, uh, Iowa for a long time. The Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes. He's still actually on Twitter, like as like at Chuck Long Iowa or something like that. <laughs> I saw an ESPN reporter. She was like, she tweeted out like, "Thanks Chuck Long," and it was like at Chuck Long Iowa for uh, drawing up a play for me at halftime. And literally, she's interviewing him in the locker room uh, during halftime and just says, "Chuck, can you draw me a play of what you're tr- gonna, you know, try and do in the second half?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, sure." So he draws their offense with two receivers to the left two to the right same offense you know they run this set the you know at a shotgun single back two or three receivers split out he's like we're just going to try and run something like this and it was literally like slants for the slot guys and then the two outside guys ran like a five hitch route <laughs> it was like the most simple play on madden and she was but, like thank them for like showing him showing her this play <laughs> it was like i don't they probably didn't even run that <laughs> He's not an X's and O's kind of guy. He's more of a motivator, man. Just let him go. <laughs> um, uh, all right, let's get to your little facts here, man. My news and notes. Yep. 
All right. Just Not some segments. Just fast. This is just news and notes. You can you can comment. I'm going to run through them, then you can comment on. Actually, the last thing I want to talk about a little bit. So here we go. Uh, Luis Severino needs Tommy John. So he was supposed to be the one-two punch with Garrett Pohl. Garrett Pohl. Jesus Christ. All right. So Luis Severino needs Tommy John. He was supposed to be the one-two punch with Garrett Cole this year for the Yankees. Uh, looking like he's going to be done. Jose Altuve not only got booed in his first at bat in spring training, he later on got beamed. He's already been hit once by the baseball. Uh, the Panthers are sticking to Cam Newton as if like they were seriously considering ever letting him walk. And then the Falcons are letting Austin Hooper test free agency. Now, that one I want to get into a little bit. So if you want to comment on one of the first three first, go ahead. Oh, I'm doing all of them. I'm doing short, short answers, though. Okay. Luis Severino needs Tommy John. Congrats. Oh. Now you're, now you're going to be a better pitcher after this. <laughs> the Yankees did say they're looking in-house to start the year because they're also down James Paxton. You know, all these pitchers that they trade and, and sign for huge contracts, they're unfortunately going to be without. They might actually have to use some, like, prospect pitchers. Feel bad for them. All right, real quick. Mm-hmm. If you had a dump salary right now, no one's yep. taking – Carlos Stanton's salary, right? Do you mm, give up Judge? Not the full, not the full one. They would probably, they could probably dump half of Stanton's salary, but they'd have to eat the other half. Mm. Uh, so you would never, even if you had a choice over which one, if who would you choose to keep there? I would like to know Judge. Okay, or Judge was what twenty seventeen rookie year, seventeen, eighteen, mm-hmm. nineteen. So, yeah, but he's not he's older rookie though, right? Yeah, but he still has okay. So he still has probably two to three years of arbitration left. So mm-hmm. if he or maybe just one year, whatever, if he has another 40 plus home run year, gets close to 50 again, his post arbitration contract would might possibly top Stanton's. All right. So, so you would keep Stanton. You're gonna get a bigger return for Judge. So if you're I'm just being, saying if you have to keep one of the players, well, I don't care about money right well, now. Well, what I'm saying is if you had to keep well, one. You just said it was for salary dump or for cap space. Yeah, that was earlier. I <laughs> don't care about that right now. If it's for cap space and I need to restock my farm system, I'm obviously going to trade Judge there. If I'm just looking to unload a player, then I would rather trade Stanton and keep Judge. He's younger, has more potential, correct? I don't know how much younger he is than Stanton. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's just potential. He could have reached his potential already. Well, I think we've seen the best out of John, John Carlos Stanton. And it's dang good. And you've seen the best out of Judge, and he strikes out a lot. You've possibly seen the best home run year out of Judge. I don't know if you've seen his best offensive year. All right. Panthers with Cam. Duh. Duh. I'm just reading. Like, literally, if they traded him to anyone who was in the hunt this year for the playoffs, they immediately become a Super Bowl contender. Cam Newton to the Bears right now, they got a shot at going to the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, but Cam's that franchise, though. He's like the he's the logo. He's everything about the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Um, so why the hell? And I think they probably deal with the most of his, you know, bullshit too. Mm. What's his bullshit? He likes to dress up. What's the big deal? Yeah, he's not the smartest. Well, how, uh, Got, didn't he do a hit he, and run not too long ago? Uh, 
or did he just get hurt from like that? He had like that souped up truck. Yeah, he was in a car. He was in a car accident. He wasn't. He Uh, didn't hit anybody. He got hit. He was in a car accident. All right, and then, all right. So Austin Hooper is he good enough? Yeah, is he worth the big contract? Because he's put up some very good uh, offensive numbers, but I just don't know if he's worth giving a huge contract to. So yeah, I'm gonna uh, go on. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, well, I want to hear your point first, and then I'll come back. I think our points are going to be a little bit similar, 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 but similar, similar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think you can get some Joe Smo out of college that is just as talented as um, Austin Hooper, mm-hmm. or just another so, another free agent. Tight end. I don't have the list in front of me, so I can't. I can't say it now. Generally, yeah, I mean, generally, tight ends do not ha- play very well until at least their third year in the NFL, as far as mm-hmm. offensive numbers go. That is a track record tight ends have had. So maybe grabbing a guy out of college not not feasible for next year. Because look at the top two guys. You had two first rounders this year: uh, T.J. Hawkinson and Noah Fant. Hawkinson had an amazing week one, but turns out it's just because the Cardinals don't realize that tight ends can catch the ball because they were statistically terrible against tight ends. Like Jameis Winston not being able to see a middle linebacker when he throws the ball is basically how the Cardinals were with tight ends this year. And then Noah Fant, he kind of turned it on a little bit towards the end when Drew Locke started, but he didn't really have a great rookie year. So again, and they were highly invested tight ends. So you're probably not grabbing a guy out of the draft this year that will impact you at the tight end position in 2020. 20. So I would say then um, it really depends what you, you want your offense to be run around. Like, do you, are you going to be a run first offense and you want him to be more blocking? Or are you going to be a, a gunslinger, which, you know, Matt Ryan can't be a gunslinger because he doesn't have a gun. Matt um, Ryan's been one of the top passers in the NFL for the last four or five years. I, still, I know you think that stat sounds good. But he's just not that good of a quarterback, Chandler. I know I your fantasy says he is. I understand it's high volume because they've had a trash defense most of those years. Um, I'm basically speaking like their Super Bowl run year and on. He, yes, he yeah. he was good enough to win a Super Bowl. He didn't win it. But, but he didn't win he it. He was the MVP. So now it's three years ago, right? I think to go with your point of that was the 2016 – season right so 17 super bowl is that right yeah i think so uh three or four years ago but anyways to, to add to uh your point of like run first and whatever when the falcons are best they're pretty split run pass they're just very efficient so and one of the things you've seen with matt ryan is that like austin hooper the last two years has been extremely efficient remember when tony gonzalez was there he loved hitting the tight end then and so now he's kind of mm-hmm. back to that. So I think that, you know, a guy like Austin Hooper, he's probably worth paying, but I'm sure his agent's going to do a good job of getting him a contract that's way more than what he needs to get, if that makes sense. Like, he's worth a good contract, but there's talks that he's going to get really well paid. And so the point I'm kind of getting at here is, are, t- are some NFL teams treating some positions like it's fantasy football? in the fact that you get a guy, right, at like a decent draft pick. He has an amazing year for you, 
And the next year you let him walk because now instead of that fifth or seventh round pick he was last year, now he's like a second round pick. That's kind of the same way I'm viewing these NFL contracts. Like, yeah, our team was really good and Hooper was a big part of it. But now if we have to pay him a lot of money, that's less money we can put towards the defense that really struggled last year. So is he actually worth that? Or can we try and find a, another guy who maybe hasn't had a great career so far, but maybe fits our system well and we can plug him in and he's going to roll. I ain't no GM, but all that just sounds like, I mean, he's still possibly going to get signed with the Falcons. I, I want to know a little bit more information about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they, maybe say, maybe even see a couple offers that other teams offer him up. That's that's where it's at. They're not letting him walk. They're just letting him test free yeah. agency so and he can see do like a contracts he gets. So maybe they think that yeah. no other team's going to give him a mega contract. And if they do, they're just going to be like, "All right, see you. We're not giving you that money." Yeah, but I, maybe I, yeah, because it's easier if they pay him more, and you're like, "All right, now I don't have to worry about it." There there are some positions in the NFL that. I think it's I don't I think it's a general consensus. They are replaceable and they are running back, tight end, if you don't have an elite one. So when I say tight ends replaceable, I'm not talking about Kansas City. I'm not talking about San Francisco. Obviously, if you've got Kittle, you got Kelsey, uh, you know, maybe Zach Ertz can fit that line, maybe. But if you have that guy, obviously he needs to be paid. But when you have not that guy. Maybe you're just better off <laughs> not investing that much of your cap into him and just trying to replace him through other means, as in free agency and and draft. I wrote this position down: cornerback. I feel like when teams pay up for cornerbacks, they don't translate well. And maybe it's just because we see them go to a new team. But I just feel like when teams invest heavily in cornerbacks, they drop off very quickly. Whereas I feel like constantly teams are drafting guys in the first, second round that have a very good rookie contract for them. So I almost feel like you just let a cornerback walk whenever they get super expensive. Now you just invest in them in the draft. We've seen the Patriots do this do this for two decades where they just don't pay. Like when p- players are wanting big deals, they just say, see ya, we'll go draft another guy. Now they do, don't get me wrong, they have paid guys but they just don't do it very often. They're very selective about who they pay and how much exactly you're wanting. Yeah, I just don't really care enough about the NFL free agent signing jet. I'm already <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I'm already in, man. I'm in it. <laughs> I'm not. I, I won't even be in it when they're in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's What is that? What is that, Dave? I say March 18th? Yeah, he said March something. What What day do you go on vacation? The 16th. Okay, I go on the 15th. So you'll be at Dolphin Island, right? Dolphin. Dolphin. No L. I know. I didn't say an L. Dolphin. <laughs> like Dolph Ziegler. Dolphin Ziegler. Yeah. Do you, do you, know, who, right, go. Do you know who Dolph, Dolph Ziegler is? Absolutely no idea. Former WWE wrestler. I didn't watch wrestling. I told you that, Tanner. He's going to be at the comedy club in Cape. I'm thinking about going and seeing him. Do it. Although, when I watched, the last time I actually watched wrestling, like Dolph Ziegler was just starting out. He was terrible. But Maybe that's why he switched careers up. 
<laughs> it's possible. Now he's now he's a funny guy. All right. Yep. Uh, I think we're ready to go into segments. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to start off with uh, what we're going to ban this week? I sure am. I am banning people pulling through diagonal parking spots. Pulling through? So usually, yeah. So like, you know, when you, you go into a park or like, yeah, a parking lot. And there's, you know, there's two sides, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. they're straight and, you know, like, uh, you know, like more of a, I don't know, like a Walmart, I feel like. I don't yeah. really know. No, actually. I feel, I feel if like they're same. straight, pull right through. I don't give two flyings if you do that. But if they're diagonal and now your car's in a weird situation where maybe you can't see someone else coming in, but you decided you just wanted to pull through to you know, think like it's going to make it easier for you at the end of the day. It's really not, honestly. So I just don't get it. Like, I see it all the time, and it's just dumb. So I'm yeah. banning that. I kind of, to go with that, I kind of want to ban the guys who drive the big trucks who want to double park because it's like, I don't want anyone hitting my truck. Yeah. Well, then that's more in Cape Girardeau parks. than in St. Louis. I mean, yeah, that's true. But maybe it's just because I've grown up around seeing it, but I see it a lot. Like, there's a guy the place I work, he actually parks in the neighboring parking lot just so he can park in two spots. Academy. Yeah. He parks at Academy and walks over, <laughs> but he parks in two spots. And I just feel like if you do that, you feel like you are more important. Like you feel like you're bigger than a one spot guy. You're not everyone's, yeah. everyone's a one spot person. Okay. No, 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 no one's a two spotter. Okay. I'm going to ban. Nope. I'm going to ban my fat fingers. So I got these big sausage fingers and I got some battle Hawk stickers they were given out and I put one on my laptop today. It took me a solid five to seven minutes to get that thing <laughs> off the, like to peel it off so I could get it on my laptop. Cause I just said, just, just, yeah, means you don't have any nails. I, I kind of have some nails right now. I actually, like I don't let my nails grow at all. Like as soon as they start bugging me, cut them off. But yeah. anyways, I just I couldn't get this thing off there. My fingers are too fat. For right. now, I know your your weaknesses. Yeah, for most picking up pennies and uh, <laughs> stickering. There was something. Oh, it was beads at Mardi Gras. I was trying to pick them up off the ground. <laughs> I was down there for like thirty seconds trying to grab these because my freaking fat fingers. <sighs> All right, let's go Fair into enough. who's flying high. You have no idea how high I can fly. I am a peacock. You gotta let me fly. I have a pair of them. Let me go. What? I have a pair of them. Can I go first? You better have a pair. I got a pair. One. Wait. One. Three. Two. Three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're good. <laughs> All right. All right. Go on. You do your first one. My first one is Dave Aris. Is it Aris? Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. So for those of you who live under a rock, Dave Aris is a 42-year-old Zamboni driver who became the emergency goalie for, was it, yeah, Toronto and Carolina. He actually works for Toronto, correct? So he was Zambonying for their minor league team. He's a goalie for a minor league team, right? Or no, not a minor league team. He's a goalie for someone. No. 
Maybe like an independent hockey league. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's, a it's not league. like yeah. So he is a goalie, but not for anything big. He is yeah. So he was a Zamboni driver for their minor league team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he and he, I think he helps out with their minor league team. Too. Okay, so he ends up he's the emergency goalie for both teams. He actually has to suit up and go in for Carolina, the away team, and gets the dub. So this is not only is this crazy, but this is on the 40th anniversary of the Miracle on Ice, which is even cooler. But so he gave up a shot. He gave up a goal on his first two shots on goal, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But then he goes on to stop the next eight and wins the game for Carolina in absolute electric locker room. And he comes in there. And I mean, it was just a really cool story. Again, 42 years old, gets in the NHL, emergency goalie, but gets the win. Eight straight saves. David Harris, you are flying high. So my idiot of the week is actually Toronto mm. for not winning that game. Okay. Is that was that your only of the week? You can't even you can't even beat a emergency goalie. <laughs> they were two for two starting off. Yeah, they instead lost. Then he just he just got hot. Hey, no, ever not get hot, trust me. You know what they say, even a you know, blind squirrel or a 42-year-old Zamboni driver finds a nut every now and then. I'm sure he busted a nut after that game. <laughs> Might have. <laughs> wife. <laughs> Calls his wife right up. Honey, get the babysitter. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. My fine. Oh, yeah. My sorry. Is, uh, so I was thought you already. All right. Yeah. Yep. So I'm a I'm a white claw guy through and through. Really? But I'm, I'm liking these Bud Light Seltzer celebrations from the XFL team. Loving it. Actually, so, that's my fine high. There was some at the tailgate, and I didn't do my due diligence and have one, so I should have done that. That's all right. Jen liked hers. She had the lime one. I actually, I did try the lime one, and it wasn't bad. Dynamite segment, Tanner. Yeah, yeah, we're doing really good. You want to go? Oh wait, I have one more <laughs> flying high. <laughs> Let's just keep this train rolling. Tyson Fury. Did you see his intro into his fight? No. So the only reason I saw it is because it was all over Twitter, but he was sitting on a throne and was literally had the guys like holding up the, the stage of the throne or whatever, you know, like a old Egyptian wood or whatever. King. Yeah. Yeah. Got carried. No, not King. They're Pharaoh. emperors. Pharaoh. 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 Yeah, go on. So he got carried to the stage. It was pretty cool. And then he just kicked the absolute crap out of the Wilder guy. Yeah, he did. I don't even remember um, what his first name is, but he destroyed Wilder. And Wilder, it's like uh, Wilder, Deontay. I know, no. He's my honorable mention idiot of the week this week because he's done nothing but make excuses why he lost. He even said, so he came in in like a full gladiator outfit or something, and apparently it was super heavy. And he said that walking in all of that gear actually wore him out. And by the third round, he had no legs under him. <laughs> it was like Tyson Fury didn't walk a step to the ring. Did I say mound? I don't know. I think I might. I love big Newtons, but this sticker is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Tyson Fury didn't have to walk a step to the ring. So 
Yeah. Fury, you're my flying high. And Wilder, you are my honorary idiot of the week. So let's get to our actual idiots of the week. Idiot. If I were an idiot, I'd be driving a Trans Am. If you were driving a Trans Am, you would be the smartest idiot in the whole world. <coughs> idiot. <coughs> you're the idiot. So you uh you already said yours, right? Yeah. You go, but I think I can think of one. I, actually, I think I had one in my head. I just saw. I actually have two for this as well. My first one is the Astros organization. They like they're just idiots all around. Obviously, they've been sounding stupid and all that. They're now taking signs away from their spring training. Like they've been stealing, yeah. they were stealing signs on the field. Now the organization's stealing f- signs from their fans because anyone that had a sign about buzzards or anything, they collected them and took them away. And so, yeah, the Astros organization, you remain idiots of the week. If you want to talk about staples of idiots of the week, when we we might do an idiot of the year in December, and it's going to be Dave Gettleman and the Houston Astros. I think I can back you up on this one. I I think that's going to be my idea of the week, too. Okay. I I think I'm going to hop on your train. All right. Because I liked it so much. All aboard. All, All right, right, my is that it, Tanner? my last. I have one more idiot of the week. I hope you saw this on the Twitter over the. I don't remember when this was, February twenty first. What's today? Twenty fifth. Yep. So four days ago, Trey Wingo posted a picture of a bear on his Twitter, and he said, "So dot dot dot, a bear just walked up to our back porch," and everyone starts commenting, "This is fake news." And literally starts putting like the link to a story from 2017. And it's like, if you Google like bear on back porch, it's the first story to pop up with this picture of this bear on the porch. And Trey Wingo just tries to brush this off. Like a bear walked up on his back porch. He's catfishing everyone. I don't know how anyone can think they can get away with something like this. Because literally, it's not even like you don't even have to go to the second page of Google. It's the first story when you search that. You don't even have to search the actual thing. You can go super generic, like bear on a back porch, and then you find it. What an idiot. The original, You're right. The original story is bear tries breaking into old lady's home for fresh brownies. brownies is that real then that's literally what the headline says okay yeah this guy searched bear on back porch and it popped up hey bears beats battlestar galactica (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna make you finish it every single time (laughs) oh yeah trey wingo i don't know what you were thinking man but you get the idiot of the week. You join an elite collection of people, including myself. Signed, seal, sealed, delivered. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I like. That. We're gonna start using that. Write, write it down. Cause I'll forget one. All right. It's in my head. <laughs> uh, okay, All right. Let's get out of here. Yep. Dana. That's gonna wrap it up. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll see you later this week. Yep. I'm not gonna lie.
in the mango. 